Hello, everyone. My name is Doug Woodard, executive coach with Advisor Game Plan. Welcome to the Thriving Sports Podcast, our public podcast available to everyone. We do have two podcasts. Number one is a client-only private podcast called Thriving Coaches. And number two is this public podcast available to everyone. In this public podcast, in each episode, we'll be talking to a successful coach or leader about specific ways they enhanced their team's culture and player development, as well as many other valuable topics. And I'm Brian Willett, founder and CEO of Advisor Game Plan. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to sit back and learn from each of these episodes with these amazing coaches. Thank you for joining us as we dive deeper into these areas that can lift a team from average to good to great. Hello, everybody here with Josh Lutke, good friend. And uh, Josh, I think, has it been 27 years now at prep? I think 22 maybe as head coach, three state championships, um, incredible run there. Uh, does it seem like it's been 27 years? It uh, definitely does not feel like it's been 27 years at prep uh, in admissions. And then, of course, 22 is uh, head basketball coach. It, time is really flowing by, but when you're having fun and you love what you do, it's easy to get lost in the years. And I'll say this, I'm happy I'm still there. I'm happy it's been 27 years, and I'm happy we've been able to to deliver a product on the court for 22 years that I think people are proud of. Just a great honor. Um, always had great battles. Uh, over the years, and you've been a real blessing for the community at PrEP. One of the things, and we just want to talk about some ideas and exchange some ideas, but one of the things I've always been incredibly impressed while you've been at PrEP has been the, the team spirit at PrEP, and we're going to define that as a readiness to sacrifice one's personal ambition and self-interest for the good of the team. And that doesn't just happen, I don't think, it's not just something that occurs organically and naturally with, with kids today. Can you discuss maybe what things you think are important uh, for young coaches to know in this area and how they can help cultivate that or build that uh, team spirit in their team? For sure. Thank you. Uh, obviously, kind words from uh, one of the best ever high school basketball coaches. And there's a couple of things I think I would say. Number one, uh, I think you as a coach have to be authentic. I think today, uh, in today's world, uh, uh, athletes and coaches um, were, were caught up with trying to be people or not. Players want to be certain players and they model the game after them. Coaches have their, you know, God, I love this coach or I like what he does. And then they try to bring what they do and try to emulate that in, in their programs. I think for me, coming in, with with no experience of being really I was a JV coach for a year and then a B team coach was being able to be myself, but then also be able to listen to the experienced coaches around the metro. And I've said this for years. You were very welcoming to me my first, you know, couple of years trying to help me. But we had guys like you, Jason Ryan, Tim Cannon, uh, Gary Grainer, I mean Steve Throne. Uh, Del Ribble was still coaching. What a great guy he was. Terry Shelsta. Like when you talk about those kind of individuals being able to to help you get acclimated to high school basketball and then you have to be yourself and then you have to have a vision, kind of a blueprint of what you want. And the one thing that I wanted when I took over prep was I was told we have to change the culture. I know there's some people that they hate the word culture. 
But for us, it's been huge. Our culture was not the greatest. We were not always fun to watch. We were not always the best team when it comes to team play. We had kids that kind of act out of, acted out of character of what we expect at a place like prep. And so what I had to do was change the culture. And, you know, I came in with a vision of we have to work hard. We have to outwork everybody. We have to be able to be uh, accountable for our actions. And then we got to compete. And those were the first three. Now, there's been others that have multiplied from there, but it's not good enough. And, and it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. I can't just say this to my players and then us coaches and, and you know, the managers don't buy into it. We all had to buy into it. And, and I think our players, one, we get kids who just want to work hard. We don't get a lot of you know, guys that are able to play varsity as a freshman. Um, we've got some that have done it. We've got some that have played JV. But for the most part, if you choose prep, you, you choose prep for several reasons. Number one, it's academics. And they know that they have to work hard academically. They know they have to compete and they know that they have to be accountable. So when I took over the basketball program, I said, okay, as a basketball player, I expect this, but I also expect this from you in the classroom. So we developed these, these blueprint, this vision of the work hard, the compete and be accountable. But then we threw in two other ones. Um, we wanted to put the team first. How do we win games? We have to work together. We have to get great shots, but then we also have to defend as a team. And then the other one was we have to trust. And those five things have been really a big part of our success. Now, it's getting harder and harder in today's world because you have a lot of kids and, and they're great kids, but they, they come in with high expectations. Some maybe expectations that are a little overblown based on what they see. I always tell people like when I look into the mirror, I kind of see this dumpy old guy who walks around and I don't see myself as Arnold Schwarzenegger. I said, for you guys as basketball players, I said, sometimes you guys look in the mirror and you see LeBron James or you see Steph Curry. And I said, you got to take a couple looks because when you look in the mirror, it's not LeBron and not Steph. It's somebody who needs to really improve, get better and trust his teammates and coaches and buy into what the program's all about. So those five characteristics for us is something that everybody in our program buys into. And I tell our incoming freshmen this every day. How you work in the classroom is a direct reflection of how you're going to work on the court. If your teachers say you work hard, you listen, you're teachable and you work well together with your classmates and your peers, then that's going to be easy for you to do on the court. If I get emails or the dean of discipline comes to me and says, hey, you know, John is really struggling working with his peers in the class. He's not getting things done. He's probably going to be that way on the court. And in my time at prep, I, and I, I can't speak about other programs, but for me at prep and for our program, and I always say our program because it's bigger than me, those have been just very much go in correlation with each other. If you work hard in the classroom, then you'll be fine on the court. I also tell them this, if you're in the dean of students office all the time, you're probably not going to be playing a lot because you're not going to be at you know, workouts. You're not going to be at practices. You have to take care of the important things. And then another guy I was really close with was uh, my uncle who lives in Dallas. And, and we talk a lot about how can we be our best versions of ourselves. And that's all I try to do with our guys at prep is how do we become the best version of ourselves as an individual, but also how do we become the best individual, best version of ourselves as a team? And, and I believe by those five principles of basketball, but the five principles at prep, if we combine them and we put those together, then we can be pretty successful. Wisest things I think you said uh, are, are 
intimated several times was the, the need for young coaches to lean on ball handlers in our lives, thank goodness. Uh, and, and if you are a young coach, uh, to find some mentors, some people that you can pick their brain on, in this case, how do you build that team spirit? It's one of the things you said, Josh, you said uh, that you talk to the kids about putting the team first. Uh, I've always thought that in something like basketball, it's, it's kind of a dichotomy that that goes against what especially kids think, I think, is that you get elevated as the team gets elevated. You, you don't get elevated as you attempt to elevate yourself, like maybe in ping pong or, <laughs> or golf. Yes. It's not that. It, 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 and the way to achieve that personal success and sometimes getting kids to understand that is very difficult, but it's get the team successful. And then if you're good enough, those personal accolades and stuff will come your way. And, and you've obviously, uh, as we spoke, done that uh, at, at prep. The second thing is, is work ethic. And you mentioned that. And we're going to define work ethic as, as an eagerness to both prepare for and invest great effort in bettering one's skills. So it's that the preparation piece and just the effort to, to better your skills. That's another thing that, that has obviously been a team trait at prep. Can you discuss the importance of work ethic in player development, especially as it relates to players working on their own uh, and how you encourage kids at prep in this area? Absolutely. And as you know, I learned at an early age that you have to have a work ethic. My father instilled that in me. My uncle, who I'm very close with, has instilled that in me. I didn't grow up with a lot. And, and I had to work for everything. I had to work as a student. I had to work as an athlete. I had a successful, I'd say, career as an athlete. But I, I would say this, it took a lot of work to get where I needed to be. And I just believe in hard work and earning everything you get. So what I try to tell or what I tell my guys on a regular basis is if you're not working out, somebody is, somebody else is, and, and you don't want to be outworked by anybody. And, and we, you know, a lot of, a lot of people do it differently, but in our program, we do a lot of skill work and we do a lot of weight room work and we're not going in the weight room to be, you know, big time weightlifters and gigantic and huge. We're going in there to, to hopefully get some strength and some explosiveness, but our biggest, I, I always tell people this, our biggest change came when we decided to go more skill work and become the best version skill-wise that we could become. And we've had some guys that could really score, but they also buy into, hey, if I don't have a great shot, I'm going to find a great shot for one of my teammates. Because as you know, when you get into the game of basketball, every possession counts. And Sib, who's been a longtime coach at prep, you know, he did his DER and OER and how efficient we were. And, and that is something that we really try to carry on, not just in the games about being efficient, but how do we maximize our kids in the offseason to allow them to become their best version of themselves? So what we've done is we've come up with our, our thought is this. If you're not playing a spring sport, then you need to be in the gym at least an hour a day before you go home. But the hard work is you have to put in the time to be a better player. You have to work on your craft. In today's world, you know, we tell our guys this, you have to do our stuff. But then if you decide to go anywhere else, 
that's on you. Like, go do whatever, but you can't miss our stuff. So we have one guy who will do our workouts and then he goes and does two other workouts. Now, I would be tired by the end of the night. And I also look at him and say, where are you doing the two hours of homework that you probably have being at a place like prep? And he just kind of laughs. He's like, well, I get it done. I'm like, well, just don't overdo it. But if we can work in, in, in sync with our players and we can work with their their trainers and, and work together to try and improve those players to be the best version of themselves, then that's what we have to do. Because at the end of the day, it's about the kid growing to become the best player. Now, if, if one of his trainers calls me and says, hey, how do you come off ball screens? Great. This is what we do at prep. As long as they're working on those, that's awesome. You know, I don't do, I used to get caught up with, you know, do I want a one, two step or a jump step? I don't really get caught up in that too much or my inside foot's my pivot foot. I want them to be comfortable in, in this is another thing that's not one of our five pillars, but it's something I do all the time is you have to be able to adapt to the players in your program. And, and as you know, my first couple of years, you know, we had this big old six, eight tight end that had great hands, great feet. And we tried to do like high low and run the Kansas, you know, offense. Well, high low is great when you got Danny Glassman and Zach Potter. But if you don't have guards that can get the ball down low or up the court, you struggle. So we had to adapt to the players in our in our program. And we really do adapt. We don't do so much defensively, but offensively we adapt to them their strengths and we let them go. We try to, you know, Sib and I laugh all the time. And I've had great assistant coaches, Eric Thompson, Andy King, Nick Thompson, Ted Stessman. But we always laugh and say, you know, if you try to scout prep, it's probably a hard scout because we're never doing the same thing twice. Now, there's things we hope to do, but at the same time, we let our guys go a lot and we have to trust that they're going to make the right plays. And the teams that have been very successful for us have been the teams that have worked the hardest and and done the work with us, but also on their own. And then the guys that have earned the trust to kind of be them best version themselves on the court where you just let them go a little bit. Yeah, we have certain plays we like to run. Yes, we have a side out of bounds or, you know, a blob or slob, four or five. But at the same time, we don't try to complicate it because at the end of the day, players have to be able to play and, and, and play on reaction without thinking so much. We've had teams that they overthink way too much. And by the time they think and then they go, we just can't play. So earning that trust of the hard work and we make them work hard. We start Monday with workouts. Um, we gave them th three weeks off, but we're back to work Monday and they're in groups of three and they have a program they have to do both in the weight room and outside the weight room. And lucky for us, our guys are going to follow that. Now, do I have to stand in there for 45 minutes every day? Absolutely not. I trust that our seniors are going to going to do that. But from an early start at being at prep, and I know this is rambling, we told them we have to outwork everybody else. And how does that hard work go? It means when you get, a, when you walk across that line, whatever we do, baseline drives, whether it's, you know, catch and shoots, whether it's closeouts, you have to do it as hard as you can all the time. Now, do we do it hard all the time? Obviously not. Nobody does, but we strive for per perfection as much as we can. And I think that's the hard work is just something that kids have to buy into. And if they see coaches doing it, they're going to buy into it even more. But I think was 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 so good was that you establish an ownership, your players, so they take pride and ownership in their own development. Um, because if we're always having to be there, and you alluded to this several times that that you can they can be on a machine by themselves or they can take themselves. 
I think we, we've lost some of that, uh, and, and that's not good. We shouldn't always have to be there Correct. externally mandating something from the kid. They, we need to develop that trust and that ownership, and, uh, and, and I think that's something that a lot of young coaches could take uh, from what you've done uh, that's tremendous. And, and uh, so I want to I thank you. I guess before we go, I did have a little bird. Uh -oh. I guess I should say a big bird in this case. Tell me that he's got you penciled in um, at the top of the heap this year. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so he wanted to, to let you know that. Uh, and, and so it was, it was a big bird, like I said. But, uh, but no, I said, well, you know what? That would be no surprise to me. Um, I know those two post players have, have, have improved tremendously and are going to be a load for people to handle. And as always, prep will be right there. I get, I'm get. i glad I get to watch and <laughs> worry about uh, staff these kids. So uh, I'll be watching, enjoying it, Josh. And again, I've loved our competition and uh, appreciate you as a person and you know, appreciate you coming up. Thank you. I appreciate it. And um, hopefully that birdie's right. Um, we, we do have a great group coming back. And But I, I guess this is one thing I, I probably should have mentioned early is you, you have to you have to set expectations and, and those expectations have to be met. And we tell our kids every every year, our goal is this. We want to become the best team we can become. How do we do that? by individually in the off season working to become the best version of ourselves. And then we combine it with the team. But our goal every year is to host a district and, and to, to make state. And then when we get down to state, anything can happen. And, and sometimes the best teams win and sometimes they don't. And, uh, but if we can, we can be district champs and we can go to state. I mean, I, last year was painful. We lost in the district finals. Everybody hurt. It was the first time in nine years we hadn't been to state. It was probably the sixth time in 21 years we hadn't gone. And it was kind of like we took it for granted. And and now I think my my players more than anything, the hunger is there. And and they've worked really hard this offseason. And we've established this this, I think, ego with our team where Again, we're going to respect everybody, but we're not going to fear people, but we're going to respect them and we're going to give it our best like we always do. And if we're good enough to, to win district and get to state, then we'll give it our best when we get down there. And hopefully this birdie's correct because uh, it'd be nice to win our four state title and for the program and for the kids. And but as I will tell them, if state is the only thing you've ever done at prep, that's the best thing you've done, then we failed you and I failed you because it should be something that's very important, but it shouldn't be the only thing we hang our hats on. What have you done as a person? What have you done to impact others in our community, not just prep, but in, in Omaha? Those are the things that are most important that are going to live on because that's who you really are. We have free resources available on advisorgameplan.com. If you would like to gain access to our full version of client resources, please contact us today on advisorgameplan.com to explore becoming a client. Also subscribe today to Thriving Sports and stay up to date with future episodes and more interviews with more coaches. Together, let's be thriving coaches that put the player first in all situations. See ya.